0: listening to The Doer's Podcast right here on The Doer's Network. And now, here's your host, Donald Robinson
1: second. Well, welcome everyone to The Doer's Network. I'm your host, Donald Robinson II. And on the line, I have the dynamic duo, Dwayne and Melanie Watkins, co-founders of Cellular EMT. And hi. On, hi. How's it going, Melanie? You all right?
0: Wonderful. So excited.
1: Good. How's it going, Dwayne? How's it going? Thanks for having us on. No problem. No problem. Glad to have you guys on. Now, for those of you out there listening, Dwayne and Melanie are also members of Bamboo, and they have a wonderful service. So if you have issues with mobile devices, you can call, and it will be just like you're calling the EMS. It will be emergency mobile technicians coming to fix your devices. So, guys, let's let's talk about, first of all, how you guys got started Let's talk about what Cellular EMT is and how you got the business started. So
0: what Cellular EMT is, is an on-demand marketplace which connects certified technicians to consumers that have broken devices, whether it be your phone, your tablet, your Apple Watch. We actually come to you, meet you at your location of preference, and we'll fix any of your devices. We have a nice little transit van that's all upfitted with accessories, with all the parts that we need to complete most repairs. And how we got started is actually a pretty funny story because I was seven months pregnant with our daughter Ellie and I actually broke my work phone I dropped it cracked the screen and the only thing that was worse than the repair that we had done was actually the way my phone worked afterwards because I had touch issues the phone really was never the same again we went to like one of those mom and pop shops and just thought hey you know what you can make this better. There's no way this is how my phone's going to be functioning from now on. Right. And we pretty much got the, yeah, you know what? That's it. That's what you get. That was the repair. You should go get another phone if you're not happy. Wow. So Dwayne and I were like, wow, there's got to be a better way to do this. And that's how we came up with the concept of cellular EMT.
1: Okay. It's a great concept because it's very, very unheard of. And I love it because when I first saw you know, the website, the pictures I saw, it looks just like... Folks, I'll tell you, it looks just like an EMS van. I'm telling you, it's it's, it's incredible. And, um, Dwayne, when we first met and you were telling me about the business and when you were doing a couple of presentations, I was just like, that's unheard of. Because most places, you're right. You have to go to a mom-and-pop store, get the repair. They may be able to repair it right or maybe not. You know, you're lucky if you just have a cracked screen, but if you have anything worse than that, then you're pretty much done. So, so. So let me just make sure I understand, and make sure I understand for the listeners, is that so? Let's say if I have a device that's really in bad repair, so Sailor EMT comes out, and you have an on-site technician that comes and fixes the phone or tablet or device. How how, how does that work in terms of the process? For how how do you how do you take in orders? Do you take orders online, or how, how does that work?
2: Yeah, so we have a we have a web-based app and then we have a android and ios app as well so you order the service and then the technicians it goes out to our network of technicians the the order and the um when the technician accepts it the customer is then notified by text message or email like who the who the technician is going to be and um then they, there's another process where it's the technician is like changes the when they're in route so they would say hey I'm on my way, um, and the 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 uh, customer would actually receive a um like a message and a map like an Uber where they could track the technician all the way down to their uh, to their door. So it, it's like more a very like Lyft Uber esque experience. Okay. Um for for our customers.
1: It's like what you what you explain it also brings to mind to me like when I have road service like so let's say. If I get an emergency, then I call, and then the company tracks it, and they let me know, you know, service is on its way. So then, walk me through a process. Let's say, for example, if I have a cracked screen, I need to get it done right away. So, we 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 talked about the order. What happens when the technician comes out?
2: So the technician comes out, they meet you at wherever you know, let's say work. You know, you would meet in the lobby. Uh, it's usually about fifteen minutes to complete a cracked screen. So say, hey, we're gonna, you know, be back in fifteen to twenty minutes. Uh, a lot of times we'll get someone's desk phone number. If the desk phone number is not an option, we can shoot an email, or we just, you know, agree to meet back at that at that time. Uh, and then and then we'll meet meet people again in the lobby, give them their uh, fixed device, and they go on their day. All the payment and everything's already been taken care of on the app. It's it's 100% uh, completed. So really, it's just a handoff of of the device to the technician. The okay. repair is completed, and then we give the device right back to the, the customer.
1: Do you have a lot of cases where they fix it on site, or do they have to take it to a shop and bring it back? Or, no, so
2: a hundred percent of our repairs are done on site. Oh, so wow. the technician never leaves with with your device. I mean, they'll go back to their uh, their vehicle. We have those uh, mobile mobile um, repair stations, yeah, and they'll go back to the vehicle and do the the repair there. But uh, they never leave the the uh, the area. Uh, you know, like right around the location. Uh, with your device so it it stays everything's that's that's idea and where we're kind of different you know people don't want to be without their device right uh, for long periods of time so we said hey we'll come to them and do the repair you know when you go to the store the repair a lot of times only takes 20 or 30 minutes it's just all the the waiting or having people in queue and getting to the store Sure. Uh, so that's that's our differentiator we think
1: how long have you all been in business
0: So we started Cellular EMT with a brick and mortar location in St. Clair Shores back in 2014 when Ellie was just two weeks old, her little daughter. So that was really fun and challenging, but it didn't take us too long to realize that as great as a brick-and-mortar location is and it's great for customers to come to you, we really wanted to adjust and evolve to the needs of all of our customers. And especially seeing how Detroit was and how the scene was popping up, we just kind of thought, you know what? Let's do this on demand, because that was the original idea. That's what Dwayne came up with back in 2014, the concept of having on on-demand phone repair. So with that, we just launched a platform in January of 2017. So that's been really exciting for us. So we're currently serving Metro Detroit. We're also in Ann Arbor, and we launched Chicago just recently. So very exciting stuff for us at Cellular EMT.
1: Well, I am happy for both of you. I'm I'm really – I'm just – just proud to know you guys and i'm glad that everything's working out for you and it sounds like
0: thank you oh,
1: you're more than welcome more than welcome and it sounds like you guys are getting a good trajectory on customers How, how's your customer growth going It's going pretty good yeah so i mean we fixed about 300 phones last month um wow. so
2: yeah we're pretty excited uh, chicago's growing ann arbor's uh you know uh, ann arbor's you know great and you know we're focused mainly on detroit we, uh, we also scored a lot of great partnerships, uh, this month alone, we added three new partners. Uh, Lyft is one of them. Okay. Uh, and Barton Mallow, the construction company that just built little Caesars arena and they're building the Shinola hotel, the Hudson's building. Um, so Barton Mallow is, is a new partnership and then, uh, North American bank card okay. uh, out in Troy. They, uh, you know, and we're, we're trying to grow the, the network that way using, uh, you know companies and and take an opportunity to like help out empl- you know employees yeah and and kind of grow that way and uh, you know i i think that also the convenience of it really helps with growth the word of mouth is fantastic people either hear about us and don't need us but tell one of their friends or they uh, they do use us and they're really wowed by the service and they and they let someone else know and it's like hey we heard of you from so and so they got their phone fixed they're really happy And, you know, come out and do it and do it for do the same thing for me. I I need a I need service. So,
1: yeah, I think that's a great idea to go the enterprise route, because then with corporate clients, you guys can have, you know, thousands, thousand customers, you know, in in a matter of a few months as opposed to beating the pavement and marketing or something because it's tough doing that. But I'm glad to hear that the word of mouth is really, really working because that's that's the biggest ticket for any business is the word of mouth. Um, Right. Now, now you, now you all pretty much service Michigan, and you got is Chicago the furthest you're going out of state right now?
2: Yeah, currently, I mean, you know, we're looking, we're looking to to grow. Uh, we, I think we have Minneapolis and Milwaukee uh, on our hori- on the horizon. I have about um, eleven cities that Melody and I planned out in the Midwest where we think that service could go over really well, and and we could add. Um, so we have more regional focus right now. And hopefully, in the in the coming years, be able to scale it nationally.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, what's the size of like the the network of technicians? You guys have pretty good amount of technicians, or uh, I, I mean, do you have like people employed by Cellular EMT, or they are they contractors, or just people you refer, or how does that work?
2: Yeah, so all of the the technicians are contracted employees. Uh, they earn. Um, money when they complete a repair. So they're not, they're, they, they, they're 1099 contractors. So similar, like I said, any of the gig economy companies, yeah, uh, same idea as that. So when they, when they accept a repair, they get paid a certain amount of money. It's not based on time or, or anything, you know, if they fix the phone in 20 minutes or an hour, they still make the same amount of money. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how it works. And our, our network's growing. We've been really selective. We want to only partner with the best, the best people. Yeah. Um, because it's important, you know, once our our phone is probably the most valuable thing we own personally, like that, and maybe a car and a house. Um, you know, I think if you listed the top five things you could, most people wouldn't want to go outside. I think phone would be right there. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, it's our, it's our, it's what attaches us to the rest of the world. Uh, it holds our pictures. It, it, it holds the key for, you know, contacting our, our network of, of people that we care about. Right. And you know, and then and then a lot to do with work and things like that. So I mean, uh, people, if you don't fix their phone right, it's it, it's already a stressful experience. You just you know made it um, a multi uh, multiple problems instead of just one problem. And so we we're really focused on uh, really great customer service and uh, the best technicians. So our network's small, and 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 we'll we'll keep it tight knit. Um, you know, I think we have ten people right now that that are are. are on the platform, fixing okay. phones and, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep it small. We'll add people as needed. And as, uh, as the demand dictates. Yeah, that, that's a-
0: The idea too with the technicians is really to sell the American dream. Like, okay, if someone wants to pop on the platform and do a couple of repairs during the day, it's really great because again, as a family, we've kind of noticed that the dynamic has changed since welcoming our daughter. So it's really nice to be able to have a technician, Sign onto the platform, work for a few hours, and then pop off of it. Like really, that kind of gig economy and getting to be your own boss, which yeah. is, you know, the dream. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah, and it's, it's yeah, nice. Ter- go ahead, go
2: ahead. For our technicians, you know, they can make a couple hundred bucks in a day. You know, in four or five hours, if if they have you know four or five phones to fix, you know. So it's, it you know, it's it's really, it's really powerful when you think about it. The opportunity. Yeah. You know where like uh uber or a lyft they have to you know do 20 30 repairs to to make the same i mean the uh, 20 or 30 rides to make the same amount of money sure. i think there's a little bit of technical you know know-how that that it takes to fix a phone so it's not like as accessible for every single person but right. i think the people who are phone technicians it's a great opportunity and i I think the other thing is there's tons of people that are walking around with broken phones yep. because they don't have time to get them fixed. Right. So we're not even always going after the same customers as some of the repair stores. So I think we can just keep adding and adding technicians as, as we
1: grow and scale. Yeah. And then that's a great strategy to have too. Um, so for everyone out there listening, if you are a budding technician, if you got the skills, you've got the know how the energy and the drive, if you're willing to work hard, And make a way for yourself and your family, cellular EMT may be just that opportunity for you, but you got to make sure you come right because Dwayne and Melanie are very top notch and they really want the best of the best to work with and for them. So in terms of the company itself, what what are all the, give me a rundown of all the services you provide. So we offer phone, uh, phone screen
2: repair, uh, charging ports, batteries. We offer data recovery and water damage repair. So you know, if you crack your screen, we can swap it out with another one. Uh, if your phone's not charging, we can swap out the battery. We can swap out the charging port. Um, you know, we do component repair, data recovery. So the, the component repair would be, you know, if your chip went bad, and we can swap a chip out on there. Uh, data recovery, you know, we have easy data recovery that we can do, a really difficult data recovery, where you can actually, you know, we'll actually put the device in a clean room and hook it up to like a forensic uh, machine that that grabs all the data off there. You know, that's super expensive, but it's something we can do. Yeah. And then water damage, we we take your phone apart, dry it out, clean it up, and uh you know, if there's any leads that are are messed up, we'll 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 fix the leads and hopefully get your phone back up and up and running. Now, I will say wet phones don't always function 100% correct, but usually what we're able to do is help people grab their data off there before it before uh before it's too late. Okay. So
1: Wow, that's great. Now, are you just doing phones or do you do other mobile devices as well?
2: So, yeah, so we do tablets um, as well. So iPads, Android tablets, Windows tablets. Um, currently, we're not doing computers okay. uh, just because there's so many out there. Yeah. So um, it's something that we could add in the future. But currently, we're really focused on these mobile devices, the phones and the tablets.
1: Yeah, and it seems like th- that's your bread and butter anyway. Because if, if I'm on the go, I mean, let's face it, the devices now are mini computers anyway. So if I'm on my tablet, I I don't have time for a phone, uh, a laptop, or a computer, or may not even want one. So it's like Correct. now, um, so I, let's say I have a Surface or an iPad, you know, I need that repaired. Boom, I can call you guys and get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll come out. And the nice
2: thing about us is, uh, for for Apple stuff, we usually keep all 100% of the parts in stock. I mean, you know, unless it's a a, a very busy day when we run out. But um then everything else we usually can get next day. So, unless it's like a really obscure device, we can usually get uh your phone fixed um you know, Apple mostly at same day and everything else uh, the following day.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds great. So, that sounds wonderful. So, in terms of the entrepreneurship scene, what what inspired both of you to become entrepreneurs from the onset? Is this your first business or have you had other businesses before this one or or what kind of experience have you had? Well,
2: I think I think Melanie will tell you that I, dra- I dragged her into it. She kind of came into it kicking, kicking and screaming uh, wow. because I think mainly because of the timing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was insane. I was really inspired. Uh, she was pregnant and uh, I worked a corporate job that uh, I didn't like very much. So, uh, I wanted to build something and I had this idea and it was kicking around in my head for about six months. So I'm like, Hey, I'm pulling the trigger, which was literally about a month before our daughter was born. Wow. So, uh, so <laughs> Melanie, I think, um, you know, she, she, she bared with me, uh, with her arms crossed for a little bit. And I think she, when she, she started seeing the, the revenues come in, I think it became a little bit more real for her.
0: Yeah, Uh, And realizing the opportunity and the fact that Dwayne's really in this business not to make money, but he ultimately wants to help people. And it's just that connection and having those people that have those devices that they want to get really precious pictures of us and they need that and just seeing the reaction that people were having to us and yeah. the experience yeah. that took me to another level i was like okay I, i'm all in just because it's just so phenomenal to see how happy you can make people by handing them back a phone without a cracked screen funny experience when we had our tech day just last week um Mallow <laughs> malo This young lady comes up to us, and her phone was cracked, and she was hoping to get it repaired. So we're like, all right, no problem. We got you. We'll do this right away. And my wonderful husband pulls up the phone, looks at it for a second, pulls off the screen protector, which was actually the only cracked part. Wow. He hands her back her phone, not even broken. Like, that's ultimately the person that Duane is, and it's really inspiring to see him in a situation like that just hand her phone back to her and say, hey, guess what? You just need a new screen protector because your phone's just fine. It, it's really inspiring, and just thinking about it, it what were all the sacrifices that we're doing and all that we're putting into it, it, it makes it worth it.
1: I mean, it's, yeah. And then go ahead.
2: Then uh, Mel, Mel's mom, Mel, your mom was a bit of an entrepreneur. She had a couple, a couple of businesses while you were growing up.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and my dad too. I guess it kind of runs in the family and so's Dwayne family as well. His dad's always coming up with the latest and greatest idea for everything. It's just about putting the work and doing it. And yeah, we kind of wish we were doing this as 20 year olds because yeah. <laughs> things might be a little bit easier as far as just getting it, um, yeah. keeping it rolling. But yeah. it, it's still so exciting. And to think that we're doing this for our daughter ultimately is, is really what it's all about because and she'll tell you herself that she is the co-founder of Cellular EMT.
1: <laughs> so you got a, you got an entrepreneur in the making, huh?
2: Yeah, and then for for me, I, I I've been an entrepreneur kind of my whole life. Um, when I was a kid, I was always trying to figure out ways to make money. We I grew up in a big family, family of six. Yeah, um, working working class. Uh, you know, my dad works at Chrysler um and as a skilled tradesman so and my mom was a, a stay at home mom she took care of all of us okay. so you know we we never we never went without but um you know any money that we got was was earned so you know uh when I I didn't get an allowance so you know when I got tired of folding socks or putting away clothes I tried to figure out other ways to make money so I started out with paper route mm-hmm. and grew a paper route you know I started with a crappy route and then moved up to the better one and then got the best one and I made it you know I grew from 50 customers, the 75 to hundred customers. And that was great. And then I started a business cutting lawns in my neighborhood and I was doing such a good job that one one of the guys in the neighborhood had a lawn company that he didn't really want to do anymore. So he gave me his little route and, and I did that for a little bit. And then, um, after college, I, you know, then I worked at a job for, for most of high school and then going into college. And after college I, I started, uh, I, I was really into, uh, like punk rock music Yeah. and a lot of the bands, a lot of the bands that I liked weren't, they weren't getting booked to come to town. So I started booking them myself and I'd throw like hall parties where kids would come listen to music and they pay $10 cover and I get, I get to see all the bands I wanted to see. And I just kind of rolled that into a business. One of the bands that I, I liked and came to town from Chicago got signed. And they asked me to come on tour with them. And for the next five years, I ran their business as wow. my own business uh, wow. as their tour manager. So uh, it was just really, you know, from there, I, you know, I I met Melanie and, and we moved back to Detroit and I tried the corporate job again, but <laughs> that didn't work out. I didn't, I, like I said, I hated it. So, and then we've kind of found ourselves here. So it, it, for me, it's been like I tried to, I always tried to, I guess, come back to the, the, uh, you know, what, how everyone says you should be, go work and earn money and get a, get a pension or 401k. And, and I always end up right back in entrepreneurism. It's just, I think it's in my blood.
1: Yeah. You were born with it. You were born to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Now, are you originally from the Michigan and Detroit area? Uh, yeah. So I grew up in Mount Clemens. So, um, on the East
2: side, uh, Melanie's, uh, Melanie is, uh, new to the area. She's from, from Montreal. Okay. So we met uh, while I was on tour. We met. Uh, she was like the production assistant, and she's the most beautiful woman in the room. And yeah. I saw her from when I was doing sound checks. So I, I had to go. Uh, had to go speak with her, and luckily she she granted me a, a date going to grab coffee. We went and chatted, and I that's the like, Yeah, I fell in love. Right, I fell in love right there. Well,
1: oh, that's great.
0: <laughs> and here we are, 10 years later now. Yeah.
1: Well, I congratulate you both. That, it's a wonderful story all the way around. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Because I'm glad that everything is working in you guys' favor, both business wise and personally. Because um, it's tough, and and well, and so having that
2: support system oh, is yeah.
1: is huge too. Like, if you don't, you know, if
2: if I can give anybody a little piece of advice, you know, uh, find someone that supports you unconditionally. You know, there, there's a lot of ups and downs in entrepreneurship. Yep, and you know, if you can be stay friends and not let those little ups and downs dictate uh, your mood, because it's really easy to get upset and, you know, honestly pissed off at each other or the world. Uh, and, you know, Melanie being a part of the company, I, I, I think it's actually a blessing in disguise eyes because she, she can see firsthand like what's going on. Like a lot of people aren't, aren't able to see that, but then she also, you know, when, when something's stressful, I, it's not like I can go home and get away from that stress because Melanie's right by my side being stressed out. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, there's pros and cons to sharing uh, this type of business with your, with your spouse. But I wouldn't like, I, when we started the company, it was just me. I was the, I was the founder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when you're doing the accelerators and everyone's like, Oh, you need a team. And so, you know, people were trying to get me to give away a portion of the company
0: yeah.
2: uh, to someone. and, and every idea that I've ever had about this company or, you know, it, it, most of them were came, came to talking with Melanie, Melanie and I would like run ideas by each other and she would, and she was doing all our branding and stuff anyway. So I was like, you know, Hey, like, will you be the co-founder? I mean, she, uh, legally she owns half the company. Yeah. So, and you know, I, it just, it made sense. So I, I, I couldn't really imagine doing this with, with anybody else. And I, I really, I enjoy it. Um, it's, it's really, it's been a pleasure to, to do it with her. And I, I say that now, cause I'm in a, in a good mood. I'm sure like next time I'll be like, I hate, I hate, <laughs> I hate doing this. Yeah. Um, cause you know, but you know, someone that really will hold you accountable, like your spouse, there's no one out there like that. I don't think. And, and when I'm, you know, when I, when there's stuff that needs to be done, it's not getting done. She pulls my card and I, I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, well, the other thing is, it's, it's wonderful to, I mean, because I know I had a um, talking to somebody else and, and, you know, they were in business with friends and things like that. And, you know, you hear these, these, these monikers, people talk about, well, you know, you don't want to be in business with your spouse. It's tough. You don't want to be in business with your friends because things could go wrong. I, I think it's just a matter of the chemistry of the partnership. And I mean, you guys are partners in every single way, personally, professionally, and business. So, it's, I mean, that's, that's a blessing. And and you guys are a testament that it can't work because it's working on both sides of the coin. And and I think um, that's why I'm glad you guys came onto the podcast because for everyone listening out there, there's inspiration there. And uh, going back to also, Melanie, what you said earlier is that it's just, it's just a great feeling to be able to help someone in probably their, one of their most dire points of need, because let's face it, these, with these mobile devices now we, we attach them. I mean, I feel like my, my mobile phone is like my third arm now, you know what I mean? Because we're so attached to the technology. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we, we're we attached, so attached to this technology now. So it's now it's like, okay, what would I do if I didn't have this phone? And ironically, 10 years ago, none of us even thought about needing it this much, but because of the way our lives have changed with these devices and the technology going on, we've become to be very, very dependent on them. And so for you to have a service to say, I'm going to come out right where you're at. I know you're in dire straits, you know, you you're panicking, you you lost your data, or whatever, but I'm gonna come right to you, get your data back up, get your phone back and working in order, and you'll be back to good to go. That's that's really just remarkable. And and I, I can just imagine, I'm picturing as we're talking, I'm picturing in my mind the elation that people have once the, the service is done. I I can you know, it's like one of those things where you you're getting satisfaction from your customers because you're providing a great service. And that's why it's working for you so much.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I I I'll tell you, it's rare to not have a ear to ear grin uh, on someone's face just because their you know their day is is a lot better than it than it was. And and I do I think these devices, you know, people will if you forget your wallet at home, you might not turn around, but if you forget your phone at home, you'll be Definitely late gonna, to go back yeah, and pick yeah, it up.
1: Yeah, I've had that too a couple of times myself. I thought I'd lost I thought I left my phone at home. I turned right back around halfway on the freeway, man. <laughs> Gotta have That's that phone. A, Gotta have. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, that, I feel like
0: we've all been there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Or if you if you thought you lost it, there's many times I thought I lost it. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here like, why am I panicking so much? Because psychologically, I'm I'm in dire need of this device. You know. So right. Yeah, I mean it's addicting.
2: They're they're definitely addicting. But I I mean it's it's I'm glad that we can take. Um, a lot of times a bad situation for people and, and make it, make it better. Oh yeah. And there's not, you know, I, like I said, the other thing is people are like, wow. And a lot of times it's because they waited a long time to get their phone fixed just because they didn't have the time. Yeah. But um, you know, no, like, like I said, uh, very rarely, some people don't like spending the money, you know, they'll be like, Oh, I, I'm annoyed that I spend the money, but, but you know, most of the time people are just so happy that, you know their problem is solved and they weren't inconvenienced and and you know I I mean we I don't know really to think about it to order a service have someone come down to you and 20 minutes later have your phone fixed you know I I think that's uh that's great I we we've met people in the mall you know okay. while they're shopping fix the phone uh, we do tons of work with Quicken downtown here wow you know those those guys those guys love us and and yeah. And, you know, for anyone listening, we, uh, I'd like to offer, you know, if your phone is broken, we, we have a coupon code. It's uh welcome. Uh, and feel free to use that. You save $25 off service and, you know, come on get your phone fixed. Like we, we'd be happy to, uh, come greet you with a smile and, uh, and fix your screen.
1: So folks out there listening, you heard it first from Dwayne himself. you got a coupon code. We'll, we'll repeat it uh, near the end of the show. Make sure you write it down, keep it in your phone, lock it up, lock it up, because you know you probably need it at some point. Now, the other, the question I wanted to go back, I wanted to go back into maybe a geographical kind of conversation. So what what led you to come back home into the Detroit area, Dwayne? What inspired you to start the business here?
2: So we were, I. it was funny, I lived in Chicago. Uh, that's where I went to school and the band was out there. So I ended up in Chicago. And then I met Melanie and she was in Montreal. So I just kind of hung out in Montreal for almost, almost a year. And then I ran out of money. So uh, I had to go work. So we were in New York city and we were kind of deciding like, Hey, like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? I, I, when I moved from Detroit, I, I was, I'll be honest. I was like, wanting to see something new. yeah. And I still didn't know if I was ready to come back and Mel said, Hey, let's, let's come back. And, uh, I said, all right, you know, she wanted to get to know my family and and it was a good, cheap place to live. The economy had just fallen out. So when we moved from, you know, moved from Montreal slash New York back to Detroit and and we had some great luck uh, with like normal jobs and stuff. And like I said, I think 2014 came around and we were ready to ready to do something. Uh, So I opened this brick and mortar store. And for two years, I sat in the back of that brick and mortar store trying to figure out how to grow this company <laughs> yeah and i swear uh when we moved down to i i checked out bamboo in the old space um right before you know what is december two or november december of 2015 yeah no, 15. Uh, no 16 excuse me right 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 before they moved to uh to the new madison building okay and yeah you know, i got so inspired by like just seeing, you know, there was like oh, probably ten people there when I came in, and everybody was working on something different. Yeah. And they were making phone calls, and I was just so inspired. And then we joined Bamboo, and I, I, I probably, you, know, you and I met probably, you know, within my first three weeks of being a Bamboo member. Oh yeah. And you know, people like you, people like Ben and Amanda, um, you know, I don't Terry Johnson from, uh, from Original Sticks. He's the one who introduced us to Bamboo. Okay. So. You know, we, I think the community, like I, I came down here by chance. I was just looking for a way to figure out how to make my company work. And I, I didn't have much hope, uh, being from the suburbs, we didn't like, I always liked Detroit and I'd consider myself a Detroiter, but other than coming to baseball games and events, we didn't hang out downtown, you know, I'm 35, Yeah, the, the city was pretty it was pretty bad for most of most of my life down here, you know, or at least the parts I knew, Yeah, you know, like it just, it wasn't, it wasn't as appealing and to come back down here and see what's, what happened, even, you know, in a short time after the economy, you know, city's still in bankruptcy Yeah, and to see what people are doing here and how excited they are and that, Oh my gosh, there's tech companies down here. You know, I thought that stuff was only happening in Silicon Valley and, you know, maybe New York and, you know, to meet all these people that are open. And so, shortly after that I was like look my company's not going anywhere else you know so we you know we built this brick and mortar in, in the suburbs but but you know the whole company and the idea is really found a home and became something real in, in Detroit so um you know we we have a we'll always have uh you know our home base here yeah. as far as the company being based in Detroit because I think you know there's not a better community out there I just I couldn't imagine uh better people and and, and you know, you've seen it. Most of the people aren't native Detroiters, right? They come here and they, and they make uh, Detroit becomes home for them because everyone loves it. You know, like you'll meet people in the startup community in Detroit and you know, they might only have been here for four years, Right. but you know, cool, cool tech job brought them, you know, venture for America might've brought them yep. and, and they say, Hey, look, we love Detroit. We love the people here this is home for us now and, yeah. and and i i i feel the same way and even though i grew up you know only 16 miles away right. you know i like i'm like hey look i want to be part of this i'm coming on late but i want to be part of it and and that's like that inspired us i i think detroit is that's it's a hot spot man i i you know i can see i see big things happening here
1: oh absolutely and for
0: my work I travel across the country for my work, across North America, really, and previously when first moving here in 2009, the story was like, oh, you're moving to Detroit? (laughs) <laughs> now i'm meeting people that are like what about detroit tell yeah. me more about yeah, it it's, it's more just so now. amazing yeah. Yeah. everyone loves the comeback story yeah. and something that Dwayne says in his own words and it's just pretty phenomenal and he said it a couple times but he always says that he was a business owner before joining bamboo once he joined the community he became an entrepreneur because yeah. that network of friends and people just really helped to take us to another level and amanda we could sing her praise all day for me as a woman to see a fellow woman entrepreneur like her doing this. She's so inspiring. And the way she gets people together, even through Facebook groups or the stuff that she shares or just the way she is part of the community and always involved in trying to help people. I mean, that's just wonderful. It's amazing. So Bamboo for me and for Dwayne was just a huge kind of Kickstarter for us to get us on the right path and really see all the potential that our business and ourselves really had before she realized it before we did feels like well <laughs> yeah, i am I so. I'm,
1: I'm just so glad that you all came back home because of that and i and people who've listened to all the episodes they know i probably told this story a few times i've worked downtown for like two, over 20 years and i've i've seen I, and i'm a native detroiter grew up here still live here and i've seen the the transformation 360 degrees i, I mean there was i mean you guys might not remember but Back in the late '90s, when they tore down the Hudson Building, I was—I just moved work. just moved to my new job working downtown, maybe a couple of months before that happened. I'm telling you, it was like, after that happened, it was like you could see the tumbleweeds flowing around five or six o'clock at night. And just to, to see to, to remember that and see where it is now, it's just been these last five years and five six years have been incredible as far as the growth, the interest. I mean, you got people from all over other parts of the country. Other, pre- other parts of the world are here now. Everybody has their eye on Detroit, but in a positive light, because for so many decades, it's been negative. It's been since the Tigers in 84. I remember that. I remember watching that on TV as a kid, you know, to, to watching them burning the cars. We got that negative publicity, NBC News, the big network news. You know, we had all those, those flashes of, of disgrace, I would say. But then now it's like, even Silicon Valley's taking notice. I mean, between all of the, the sectors that's going on, especially now with uh, automobile mobility. And now the Silicon Valley wants to be a part of that. And it's just, it's just, everything's popping up everywhere. And I'm glad that you guys are right in the heart of it because bamboo is definitely the bamboo Detroit community is definitely a family. And it's like, you can do anything, anything you want to do, you can do it through that network, you know? And that's how this podcast got going because I approached the man about that. Pitch the idea, and here we are. I mean, you know, we're we're about two months into it, and it's going great. But it's just it's the energy and the spirit. And I would say, for all, for all of, uh, people like yourself, the forty year and under crowd are really pushing the whole movement because it, it's, it's the young people that's really d- delving interest and investment into coming in and buying a property or moving back or just creating businesses and just doing a lot of wonderful great things. And it's and it's wonderful to see that. Um, And that's what I was going to ask you next is what what do you guys we kind of talked about it already. But as far as the entrepreneurship, technology and creative scenes in Detroit, what what do you guys see currently? I mean, what's your take on it?
2: Well, I think there's honestly and I've been all over the country, Melanie as well. um, There's not a better city full of intelligent, resourceful uh, people in in, in the country. And, you know, I I can't say the world because I haven't been everywhere, but. Right. In the country, I, there's not a better group. So I think that uh, currently in tech, I think it's in, inspiring. I think that, you know, there's a ton of place. First of all, you have to look like, you know, there's always these problems that are discussed and, and they kind of put a, a negative light on entrepreneurship. You know, like uh, it's not very inclusive right. at the top. Right. It's not, you know, uh, for women, for minorities. I think that uh, Detroit kind of like bucks that and says hey no like we're we're an inclusive right. um place like we're i i you know i look around bamboo and even other places you know um the, uh, tech town and and the other co-working spaces there's a ton of women there's a yeah. ton of minority yeah. founders yeah. um c-level you know people uh you know i mean it's just it's a place where hey look there was nothing that you know nothing going on so we made something and right. i think it's always been like like we're makers here we make stuff and right. a lot of times it's tangible right but now we're kind of kind of shifting it to to tech and you know there uh, you know per capita there's not a, a area um other than silicon valley with more engineers and i i don't, I don't know are, are we number one with with yeah.
1: engineers yeah we are yeah so yeah
2: so there's not a, you know there's more engineers here per capita than anywhere else there's people who makes you know, in my mind, always, I always say engineers are makers. They make things, you know, either with their mind or, or in real life. So, yeah. you know, to, you know, processes and thoughts and engineer things. So um if we, if we have that huge, you know, level of, of engineers and the great, great educational institutions like Wayne state yeah. and university of Michigan, Michigan state, like all the, it's just, I mean, how can it not be awesome, man? You know, for, for, I think what was happening was for all those years, there wasn't one place that drew everyone, right. You know? And so, you know, that's where you see like little hubs that popped up, like, you know, automation alley and, and, you know, Ann Arbor, I think Ann Arbor got to, you know, grew uh, because Detroit wasn't ready to, to, and it didn't attract a yep. lot of the talent, I think Ann Arbor grew because of it. And right. I think they, they got a benefit, you know, the people that graduated from U of M, you know, they just said, Hey, this is a nice place. We're not going to leave. A lot of times when you graduate from a, a state school like that, you go somewhere else, you know, right. and look, if you take a look at grand rapids, right? grand rapids looked like it had a little bit of a tech head start. Yeah. You know, they were out there. They looked a little bit more techie than, than Detroit. But I think the fact that there's so many amazing people here, we're just going to, it's just going to skyrocket and go fast.
1: Yeah. You know, the,
2: the, and you know, you got to think too, that there's winning in this city's blood. Yep. You know, this city, this city, you know, winners come from here, the best in the world at all aspects of things. Yep. You know, the, the three, three of the top 10 biggest companies in the world are, are you know, our, our, our Michigan-based companies. Yeah. So I just like, I mean, uh, for tech and for all business, I don't think there's a better place. I think we have improvements that we need to make, Sure. you know, the infrastructure and city stuff, but realistically, I, I don't know. There's, I think we're, we're the right place to come. I don't think there's not a city around that touches us in my opinion.
1: Right. And see, the thing is about that, it it took decades to decline so it's going to take a minute before it gets back to greatness but it's because we live in a high tech world now the trajectory upwards is going to be much faster because you have so many people cr- creating so many cool things inventions and tech and websites and other types of ideas are, are sprouting forth and like with you guys with the cellular EMT and just just all kind of incredible things and just like you know when I go around that and that's what kept me coming back to bamboo because the more people I met like yourselves and the more I saw people doing, I was like, this is great. I mean, it's just, it was infectious to me because I just, I had to come back. I had, I wanted to, I had to, I I had to come back to see what else was going on who else is doing things and what's going on here, what's going on over there. And it just sparked my curiosity and kept me coming back because with, with me trying to do my own thing, you know, it was just great to build the network. But again, it's like, it's hard if you if folks if you're listening and you're from other parts of the country other parts of the world you gotta either come to Detroit visit Detroit look up Detroit because it's just it's just an energy here that words cannot describe enough it's, it's you have to feel it and and the last you know few years last five six years if I met as I met people who have come to visit you know they they it's like I get a lot of the same reaction when I hear them talk they say. I just, you know, I've just never known all this was here. And then they say, there's just an energy here. just just a spirit here with the people. And everybody here is so nice and friendly and helpful. And I just want to come back. And so as that grows, because it's going to continue. I mean, because if you think about the GM Renaissance Center, when Coleman Young and Henry Ford II built that building, they well, Coleman didn't build it. But when the Ford family decided to build that building, they built it as a symbol of a renaissance and a rebirth. And then from the 70s up until, you know, the last 10 years, people have been thinking, okay, the rebirth is it keeps sputtering. We think it's going to happen. It doesn't happen. We're hoping for it. It doesn't happen. But now post bankruptcy, because I think the bankruptcy with the big three was a big wake up call for everyone, because that was our stalwart economy for so many years and decades. We got used to it. And then when it fell down to the bottom, it's like, oh, what do we do now? So then we started embracing you know, like you say, autonomy and technology and different ideas and alternative energy. And then once we embraced it, we started becoming seeing this fruits of the labor and started seeing the growth spurts come out. So now it's like, you know, now, again, we had young people wanting to come here because it was a fight or flight move for so many years. It was like people in my generation, you know, the 40 and older crowd, they were like, hey, if I go out, if I go out of state for school, I ain't coming back. You know, I'm, I'm, or either if I go to U of M, I'm going, I'm going to Chicago. I'm going down South. I'm going wherever the money's right. at. And now you have people coming back here. And, and, and now, even now with, within in-state we're seeing a, a connection between Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor and Detroit. And that's the way it should have been a long time ago, but, but it's just, it's just great to see it now because it's coming at the perfect time, you know? Um, And then going into that, where do you all see, those scenes going in Detroit and Michigan in the next five, 10 years, where where do you think we're going to be going?
2: Well, I mean, I think that, I think a lot of that is going to have to do with infrastructure. Yeah. Um, You know, I think uh, that the opportunity is endless. Uh, Like I said, we have, you know, the highest per capita engineers, um, but we, we, you know, we're really going to have to rely on the city and, and our elected officials to make the right decisions to help Detroit, um, get to the next step you know i think i think continued growth is great i think continued entrepreneurship you know we need some kind of form of pub, public transit yeah uh, it's just it's not working uh we need to connect you know the the tri county area uh, hopefully to ann arbor yeah. and even across the the state you know i i just i think that for too long we were we relied on one like you know hey we are, we're michigan we drive Yep. And it just doesn't work anymore. And I, the kids, the kid, you know, and I am 35, so I'll call them kids. You know, the kids are like, look, I don't want to drive. Right. And hopefully like autonomous vehicles, like, you know, cool companies like May mobility, um, you know, with their autonomous shuttles, hopefully that becomes a thing. And maybe we have an easy entry point because the, for me, I don't care how the public transit works personally. I just know that I want to be able to sit on something and not have to drive myself yeah. downtown and worry about parking right. and worry about, um, I want to be connected. And, and, you know, companies like Lyft do a great job connecting people, but that's all one-offs and it's still cars and there's still tons of traffic. Yep. So, um, you know, but I mean, as far as people, man, I, they, I just like, like I said, you see more and more inspired people. And, and, and the nice thing is you see people giving back, you know, a bamboo across from me is, and I think you interviewed him recently, Richard Grundy from journey. Yeah. You know I mean? Like his whole, his company, all they do is give back to kids and teach them technology. Right. In, in, in the city. So these kids that, you know, look, no one was learning how to code, you know, coders were nerds. When I grew up. Oh Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, <laughs> yeah. can you imagine, uh, you know, your uh, my friends that learned how to code or, you know, that were, you know, picked on for, for learning computer programming, yeah. you know, are making 150 grand a year now. And, and they pretty much pick whatever job they want. Yeah, exactly. so, you know, you know, kids having opportunities to, 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 code and learn, you know, places like grand circus yep. are teaching people how to, how to code. So I think that, you know, if we keep progressing and we keep being inclusive, I, like I said, I think we can do anything. I think Detroit, you know, has the potential of being a top, you know, five city in you know, there's not a more beautiful place around. Yeah. You know, you, you, know, you look and like I said, you know, the, look at some of these houses in the neighborhood, man. Once, yeah. once they start, you know, once they get downtown, you know, not finished, but but built up and they start moving out, you know, the money starts moving out to the the neighborhoods you know, can you imagine, I, you know, there's neighborhoods that I've never even, that I, that I recently drove through, you know, uh, Boston Edison and, 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 you know, Indian Village, uh, where they have these massive houses, but then, you know, on the east side where I grew up, you know, there's. Palmer Park, and yeah. uh, I mean that's on the. Uh, but you know, Central, I'm trying to yeah. think of the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, like uh, you know, off Outer Drive and stuff. East, Eng- a- and East, these- English,
1: villi- East, East English Village, East English Village. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's
2: what I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, East English Village. That's all like n- real nice residential. Yeah. Colonials, that, oh, yeah. Uh, all brick houses. You know, someone puts in twenty five, thirty thousand dollars into redoing one of those places, and you got a beautiful home. And, yeah. and there's not many other cities that are this size that could say, Hey, look, you know, with limited money investment, we could, you know, and a little bit of time we could quickly roll out, you know, there's so many empty houses, which before I used to be, it used to make me sad or I'd be interested in, you know, like the ruin porn type thing. Yeah. But now it just, all I see is opportunity. Wow. Someone could spend 30 grand and move in there.
1: Right. And then not only so, that you have a nice piece of land, you got a front yard, you got a backyard with a garage, you have a place because most other other you know most other cities they're so dense and the and the, the 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 frame of acreage is so limited. You don't have much. You may have you may be lucky to have a townhouse, you know. That's
2: it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like yeah, you can live almost downtown and have a a a darn house, you know. Yeah. You look at look at Corktown. I mean, that's a stone throw away and those are houses with yards and a garage.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: So yeah I think the opportunity and you know I'm sitting on Woodward right now um and I, I just there there's a thousand people walking around yeah you know it's eight o'clock at night on a on a Wednesday right and there's a thousand people on the streets I so I I just I think it's just gonna keep growing and growing and growing and you know like I said we really need to um, rely heavily on the people we elect I think we need to make smart decisions uh I wish that we were allowed to vote a little bit more regionally because Detroit is such a like since I don't live in Detroit, I don't get a vote. Right. Uh, I, I can support the, the the you know I guess that gives us a good reason to think about moving to Detroit. Yeah. Um, but you know like I wish we could vote a little bit more regionally because the, this city affects the region. You know, yeah. I, and, and and what it does is going to affect you know everybody and our you know no matter where you live in Metro Detroit, it's it's going to affect you. So, um, yeah. but I'm I'm excited, man. I I like I said I. I don't want
1: to be anywhere else right now. <laughs> All right, I I agree. And I think also, even if we look at the political standpoint, so then you also have the next generation of leaders stepping up too, because a lot of folks I know that are running for like state rep or city council or, you know, some of these local offices, they have very good ideas and they have the energy and they have the backing and following and people are listening to them. And, and I think that that goes part of the process too, as you have people who are forward thinkers, who are doers and makers and want to get things done they're supporting those same type people who are running for public office. So that, that's that trajectory is changing too. And that's encouraging to see. And, and it's just like this, like we're still on the trajectory upwards as we get more people in here that you have diversity, you have different modes of thought and it just makes for a more vibrant community. And that's happening. And I think it's just a matter of time. Also, like you said earlier about the, the neighborhoods, because there actually are pockets of things happening in different neighborhoods. But overall, you know, we, we're going to soon see a lot of stuff. Like for example, you know, with Richard, because I work with Richard, you know, on some of the things teaching the kids how to code. And, you know, you see we go out to the actual neighborhood, you know, they it's like it's like we're like cellular EMT for coding teaching. You know what I mean? We right. come we That's go it. out to them and we go out to teach them. And then these are the kids who are going to create the next great app, who are going to create the next great billion dollar company or billion dollar app or whatever, because it, it, they, nobody has done it for them before. And now when you see their eyes light up based on what you teach them, how much they can do, you know, it's like, it's just amazing to see all of the energy. And, and so, you know, and, and it, that's a, that's a, a narrative for another time, the tailor to Detroit thing, but you know, and maybe you guys can come back on, we can do another one later on that. Yeah. But, um, for right now we're going to wrap up this one soon. So before we go, before we end the show, Let's get your, your website, contact information, email, phone number, and everything else. So what's, what's your contact information?
2: Yeah, so um, you can, everyone can reach us at uh, cellular-emt.com. So, uh, again, like I said, you can use the coupon code WELCOME and save $25. Uh, if anybody wants to be a technician, um, you can reach out to me directly. It's Dwayne, D-W-A-I-N, at thecellularemt.com. Uh, and there's also and- the
0: Join Our Team tab right on the website too.
1: Yeah.
2: And then um, our number it's uh, eight four 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 E M T fix.
1: That's eight four 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 E M T fix, folks. Write it down. Rewind it. Make sure you take note of it. So for that, we're going to close out. So Dwayne and Melanie, thank you so much for joining the show. And it was a great conversation. I think we covered in this, you know, one short hour, we created a lot of ground, and hopefully get a lot of people to find out who you guys are and check you out and use the service. So, uh, with that, I want to thank you both for coming on the doers network.
2: Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you great. so
0: much, Don. Thank well, you. You,
1: no, you, more you than... have a
0: special guest here. Who would like to say hi, if that's okay. Sure. Hey.
1: <laughs> you... Hi there. How are you doing? Good.
0: So...
2: Right
1: oh yeah, I know. So what, what are you doing? What, what do you, what do you think we should do?
0: Play uh, outside? Play outside.
2: It's so nice. <laughs> no, that's Everyone fun. should play outside. Everyone and should play outside. And call
0: cellular i T. I'm saying E N T of all the remote places and that's who the Good job. She
1: knows the pitch. She knows the pitch. Hey, you she guys. You guys, uh, you guys have a built-in. <laughs> Thanks again, Don. Hey, no problem. Thank you. you. I see you guys... Hi, Dad. Hey, how you doing? I see you guys have a built-in spokesperson. That's wonderful.
0: Wonderful. I well... love you, Dad.
1: Mike.
0: <laughs> have a great evening. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>.
1: bye. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Well, there you have it. Dwayne and Melanie Watkins, Cellular EMT. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to the Doers Network, where actives grow and thrive. Thanks for listening to our interview with Dwayne and Melanie Watkins, founders of Cellular EMT. For more information, you can go to cellular-EMT.com. That's C-E-L-L-U-L-A-R-E-M-T.com. If you want to reach Dwayne directly, you can email him at D W A I N at the dot com. That's T-H-E-C-E-L-L-U-L-A-R-E-M-T.com. Or you can reach them by phone at 844-4 EMT fix. That's 844-436-8349. Again, 844-436-8349. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Bamboo Detroit, located in the heart of downtown Detroit. Bamboo Detroit specializes in co-working space and amenities for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers. Bamboo Detroit, where we do more together because Detroit is for doers. We appreciate your support by subscribing to our podcast right here on The Doer's Network. Thanks for listening.
0: You've been listening to The Doer's Podcast, where actives grow and thrive. The Doer's Podcast is produced by Bamboo Detroit Network. For more information, visit us at bamboodetroit.com.